This is There Goes My Money. Welcome everyone to another There Goes My Money episode number 20 recorded on June 7th, 2017. I'm your host, Diecast, and today we have Don the Headmaster Ferguson. How's everyone doing today? Uh, First on the list, we'll jump right into it. We have Hasbro's Titans Return Titan Clash Trypticon with an ETA of June. And this figure is listed at $149.99. Don, tell me you pre-ordered this. I did not pre-order it and have no plans on getting it unless it goes super cheap on sale. Really? Yeah. I was very disappointed in Fortress Maximus. Trypticon has never been one of my big go-to must-have characters. I've got the G1 figure. I'm good. I love this new Titans Return Trypticon. I love everything about it. I love the size. I love the styling. I love that he eats Titan Masters. This is just this is an automatic pre-order for me. I pre-ordered it as soon as I woke up in the morning and saw the email that it was available. So... I'm super excited and I can't wait till this figure shows up. I'm I'm hoping it, I'm hoping it's a solid figure. It's just personally it's not really anything for me. I'm I'm looking more forward to the Omega and the uh Scorponok that was teased in the same vote that Trypticon was picked from, so we'll see what happens there. Yeah, unfortunately I think you might have a little bit of weight on them. Uh I, I'm thinking you won't see either of those for another two years i would guess uh but next on the list that's the only official uh one we have this week but next on the list we have perfect effects pc 17 core magnus uh it's estimated to be released around august and don i think you had a really good point on this on rfc is those smokestacks in the front of the figure just really stand out when you once you see them it's one of those things you can't unsee yeah it just really i like the way the figure looks i think brian mentioned it's very barrel chested but that's fine but it's just the my eyes keep going to those smokestacks being there and i I, when i first saw the picture i was hoping maybe that they would they would swivel down and maybe go under the torso or beside the torso or something, but it just really sort of gives the whole, that chest plate is a fake chest as far as like, you know, the whole car window, the whole truck windows. And so it's, it's, a, it's a fake chest and the hands probably just fold in front of it. Uh, you know, I could be wrong, but it just really hurts to look at the figure. Although it does, it, it does make your ultra Magnus into a more classically trained, classically designed ultra Magnus. And it's also, of course, a lot cheaper than its companion piece that you really need both sets for to, to make the uh, their gen route work. So it's, it's a cheaper alternative, and it definitely gives you a different flavor of Ultra Magnus. It's just the robot mode just does not sit well with me. Yeah, I agree with you. And at $60 uh, to upgrade a $45 figure, or it I mean, might I, even I have mean, been a $40 figure at that time. Yeah. I mean, at that point, I mean, if you're looking for a great representation of Ultra Magnus and, you know, the masterpiece isn't much more expensive than that, other than you don't get, of course, you don't get the transforming robot. But as far as having the best looking Ultra Magnus itself, you know, you can get Ultra Magnus around 145 to 155. And you're, if you're sinking already 40 with Ult with Combiner Wars Magnus and another 60, it's not that much of a jump to masterpiece. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, but I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that like that. So next on the list, which is probably our bigger topic, is DX9 dropped their uh, Gabriel, which is their D12 Omega Supreme. Now we've heard about this for a couple weeks, but we actually got the price on it now, and pre-orders have dropped. The pre-order price is two seventy nine ninety nine, and it's estimated third quarter. And let's go into what you think about the figure first. Now, this is going to be about twenty two to twenty three inches tall. It's twenty three point seven four inches tall. Now, I'll be honest, and and we've talked about this in pre-show and on this week's RFC. You and I both really like fans' toys products we both have their dinobots uh you've got phoenix um and we know their quality is up there uh you know so because I've, I've not had any issues with the dinobots other than scoria had a, had a few little bit of looseness in the arms but i think everyone's scoria that was their first figure so but it subsequently got better as the dinobots progressed um i'm leaning more towards fans toy because it's just again the name carries a lot more weight with me although DX9 has really, really improved their quality over the last, say, six months to a year and a half. I think I think I read that they've changed to a new factory, and they're getting a lot better production quality out of it. Um, it is significantly cheaper than the original price of Fans Toys, but uh, Fans Toys has, or at least the retailers. I'm not sure if this was all. I'm not sure if this is from Fans Toys Direct or not. But the Fans Toys uh, Terminus Giganticus has dropped in price. Uh, the set A is 200 and set B is 140, which is a significant drop. So, and these are due at about the same time. So, it's going to be tough for a lot of folks to choose, uh, as uh, unless it comes down to aesthetics or you know that extra bit of the extra bit of price difference. Um, what are you What do you think as far as between the two? Because it's, I'm kind of waiting to get some in hand pro- uh, production samples to see. Because this is this is dropping just about two more Dinobots worth of money, uh, give or take. Yeah. Um, some features I want to point out on the DX9 one. The DX9 can carry a Dinot driver in tank mode. The face can be hidden in tank mode. It has die-cast parts, LED lights on both cannons, which basically means both arms, uh, articulated neck... I don't know if that's a big thing or not, but it's it's listed rollers on tank. So it can maybe roll on the track, but it doesn't look like it's going to go around on its own uh, like the original G1 toy. That's something I really hope that one of these would have did uh, was still have a motor in it and allow it to run around on the track. I don't know. I (laughs) I just would have liked that. But yeah, but I, I think uh, if they had had a motorized gimmick in that tank, that would have added so much more to the price on an already pretty significant. Uh, yeah, uh, the so joints the for the DX9 ones they they list joints have gears, uh, and it's sold as a full set, of course, uh, and the alternate face is only available on the first edition. What that alternate face is is I don't know. Actually, I'm going through the photos, but. Yeah, because I because I remember, uh, I remember the, I remember there being two faces, but I can't remember the details. So I, I think it might be a, a a yelling face. 
So you have a regular face and then a yelling face also is possibly what it is. But that's DX9's Gabriel, which I really like. I really like that there's competition and that uh, Fans Toys came out and dropped the price on their uh, Aegis Sentinel slash Terminus Giganticus. And I don't know when this happened, but they added a separate name after the Terminus Giganticus because that was the first name we got. And now they're also calling it Aegis Sentinel. So well, it's. Well, there is another Aegis coming out from uh, X-Transbots. That's what they're calling their Trailbreaker. So maybe there's some kind of differentiation there. Although you can't get Trailbreaker and Omega Supreme mixed up, maybe there's something going on there to keep a confusion level out of the Right, but originally Fans Toys was calling this Terminus Giganticus. So they've recently, at least from what I'm understanding, added the Aegis Sentinel onto it. Um, but yeah, it's being sold in, in two parts. Uh, it will have working LEDs and it doesn't give too much information other than that. Yeah. It, but, the, but the problem is with fans toys, they don't release a lot of information until it's almost ready to come out. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the one problem with fans toys and also mastermind creations to a degree is we just don't get a lot of information as the product goes on, it's like initial solicit, maybe early renders, a pre-production picture, and then nothing until reviewers have samples in hand. So yeah. it's, it's kind of a crapshoot on that. Uh, but I with think, the with the two parts, you're looking at about three hundred and forty dollars for the fans' toys. So you're roughly talking about a seventy dollar difference between DX9 and Fans Toys now, now that the price drop came. Right. The The one thing I'm worried about, and I'm, I'm thinking some, uh, probably other people may be worried about the same thing as well, is everyone's probably holding off on doing their pre-orders on either one of these because of the size, the complexity, and the money involved. Uh, now, some people will probably be ordering one or the other based on brand loyalty uh, for their respective companies, which I understand. But I think once the review samples start hitting, you'll see a lot of places selling out of these, or at least it would be, you know, you have to wait for a second run or another sip assortment or something like that. Uh, because I, th- I think that's I think that's when you'll start seeing the, the places start selling out is once these review samples get in people's hands and they say, here's the pluses, here's the minuses, and then you'll see people making their decision. And I would love to review these if anyone knows any. If any of the listeners know anyone at DX9 or Fans Toys, throw my name in there. Reviews by Diecast on Facebook and on YouTube at RFC Reviews. I would love to review one of these guys, if not both. I think they both have uh, a page on Facebook, I believe. I'm not sure, but uh, it's possible. But yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to both of them. Uh it's just again the fans toys is kind of the one I've been eyeing because of just it's because it's fans toys. But if this was DX nine of a year ago, I would be a lot lot more hesitant to even consider it. But after getting Allen and some of the other toys they've done, you know, I, I'm I'm leaning more towards it to save the money uh, if the quality's there. I mean, for me, uh, the DX nine one looks a little bit more. G1-ish, 
where the fans toys one is a little bit more refined and uh, newer style. So I, I think I'm still and the I've always fans toys quality has always been great. So I think I'm definitely going to go with the fans toys. Uh, but I'm probably also going to double dip on this and go in with the DX nine. Well, I'm hoping, uh, you know, I, I, again, I'm, I'm the exact opposite. I'm kind of leaning towards the fans toys right now. And I'm hoping if the DX nine version is the qualities there and the sales are there, we'll get this in the blue and white guardian robot repaint, or maybe even Omega Supreme. So that way I could get the second version of a diff- being a different character and have both molds that way and not be two omegas. Yeah. Now we just need two an- now we just need two animated omegas to be show up and everybody will be happy. Yep. And uh that's where our money went this week. Oh no. No it didn't. We forgot. Did you get anything new this week, Don? Oh, yes. I got one thing. Uh I completed my seeker collection uh using the BB model BB7 yes model uh seekers with Ramjet. This is the, for the moment, this is the last Masterpiece style Seeker. Uh, I've had nothing but great luck so far with them. Uh, I just recently got the dirt. I got the dirge last week. I showed him off in vehicle mode, and here he is in robot mode. And I, the quality is great. I'm not the the plastic feels solid. I had no fears of breakage. Uh, and for about ninety to one hundred dollars less than the masterpiece to car ones with with better QC, I'm glad I got I'm glad I got these as my seekers. How about you? What'd you get? Uh, I got an oversized KO of the Revenge of the Fall. Was this Revenge of the Fallen? No, this was the uh, Dark of the Moon, Dark of the Moon Megatron, and uh, he is absolutely fabulous. Uh, he he's an upscaled KO. He he doesn't have the best. Like he can't really hold his arm up. There could have definitely been a lot better joints on this thing. You can get him to stand, but he is a little wobbly. Um, but I just love this figure. I love the design and the Hasbro. You know, only released a Voyager sized figure and never did a leader sized. It's one of the only Megatrons that never got a leader figure, which is which is sad because it's actually uh, up until what we're thinking this uh, movie five Megatron with the jet mode is go- we we all think this jet mode Megatron's gonna be pretty awesome, but up until this point for sure that Voyager Megs was such a great figure, and for the audio listeners this this KO of this Megatron. Is a is a, only about a hair shorter than Combiner Wars Devastator. That that's how big he is. You, you can he comes with two fusion cannon parts. The bigger one of the two for truck mode, you can actually hold like a handheld pistol. That's how big it is. Yeah, he he's a gigantic figure. So uh, that's been a kind of a KO holy grail for me for a while. Uh, and I had trouble getting it chipped over just because it was so big. But I finally was able to talk to someone overseas who understood that the box was too big. And they took it out of the retail box because the retail box was gigantic and put it in a smaller shipping box. That way it would actually be able to sh- be shipped over to me. Um, but yeah, it was just I'm, I'm glad to have it. It's not the best figure, but it's a figure that I really wanted in my collection. 
So uh, that's where our money went this week. Thank you for watching, and uh, we'll see you next week on another There Goes My Money. This has been There Goes My Money. 